Welcome to the Motoring Podcast, the Intercooler Special Edition. Hello, I'm Alan, and because, obviously, it's one of these Friday Special Editions, there's no Andrew with me today. Uh, instead, I am joined by Dan Prosser of the Intercooler. Dan, thanks very much for taking the time out to join me. No, thank you for having me on. I, I really appreciate it. It's very kind of you. Uh, well, we can do the Mutual Admiration Society. It's an absolute pleasure. Uh, and just keep on doing that for the next half hour. But I, I think that's, that's what be, people want to hear, isn't it? That's absolutely it. If they want to hear, they can listen to Steve Wright if they want that kind of thing. <laughs> it, anyway, we're not here to make fun of DJs and people who have been doing audio stuff for quite a long time and are actually quite good at it. Um, we're going to talk about talk about the intercooler, which is your... Um, it's your... I don't know. I don't want to say project. So how would you describe it, the work that you've been doing with Andrew Frankel? Um, oh, I don't have an issue with the word project. Um, I mean, it, it certainly started out as a a side hustle, I suppose. It was a, a, a project that we, we started almost three years ago, um, purely on Instagram. We, mm -hmm. for some reason, decided it might be a good idea to do proper car journalism on Instagram in a sort of short-form, bite-size style. Um and I don't know, people seem to quite like it. So we, we carried on doing it. And about a year ago, it turned into a podcast as well. Mm -hmm. um, and it's it's me and Andrew Frankel just basically talking, talking utter nonsense about cars and motorsport and, you know, all that good stuff. Um, but recently, this side hustle slash project of ours has turned into an actual business, um, which is really quite daunting. I spent a lot of time talking to lawyers and accountants um i'm well out of my comfort zone but we're, we're giving it a good go <laughs> well you yeah yeah you, you do seem to be swimming rather than just keeping your head above water so it's well at least that's what it looks like from here from the outside and, and hopefully everyone else will, will agree well as long as people have that impression that's fine i'm panicking underneath the surface you know <laughs> imagine what's going on <laughs> no i'm joking it's it, i don't know it's it, it's um i wanted to to get a, a proper business in this sector, mm -hmm. car media off the ground for such a long time. You know, I've always wanted to own something, be my own boss, um, and and create something new. Uh, and it actually, it feels surreal that that's finally happened. Um, learning a lot, having fun doing it. Um, but of course, there's tons of work to do before it's actually a sustainable business. Well, but we're trying. Well, that's the thing, because you are trying something which is very different from from anything else that that's out there. Uh, because we've seen quite a lot of, I think over the last couple of years, we've seen quite a lot of of new, lovely paper based just magazines, mm. uh, as well as you know, which are as much lifestyle as they are car. That you are not getting, you know, the the review of the latest Hyundai i ten i i ten no. in them. Um, and all the traditional media is show it traditional car magazines are giving website and magazine but yours is different because yours is it's purely app based isn't it mm. it's it's an app yeah it's the the first uh digital car magazine delivered as a mobile subscription app in the car space so we we see it happen in other sectors certainly in news current affairs but in in sport as well. There's one called The Athletic for football. There's one called The 15 or The XV for rugby. Mm -hmm. um, 
and I'm sure there are plenty of others besides. And so I a couple of us spotted this happening, this subscription model for digital content starting to happen. Yeah. Um, and I, I was just determined that we would be first to get there in the car space. Um, as of yesterday, as we're recording this, we, we pulled that off. So we got there first. We just have to also demonstrate that there's you know demand for it that people will actually pay for this stuff and people are interested mm-hmm. in the articles that we're going to be publishing um but it's, yeah i mean i've also been intrigued by these very beautiful new print products and they're gorgeous and i think as a, a sort of creative endeavor they're incredibly appealing to people like us people who write and talk about cars yeah. um i having spent quite a lot of my working life on magazines on the staff of magazines and seeing how print how that whole how that whole market was changing mm-hmm. you know print sales declining i just i decided that what i really wanted was to swim with the tide you know i i wanted to get involved in a business that had the weight of societal shift behind it you know i wanted wanted to surf that wave <laughs> rather than try and swim against it and prove that I could do something that no one else had done. I've always thought that in our sector, we don't have to be at the vanguard of media. We can actually look at what other sectors are doing, such as sports, such as current affairs, and sort of steal the ideas that work from there. Yeah, um, And that's what I'm hoping we've done. Yeah, yeah. I, I can say nothing about uh, ripping off similar media from other sectors so um, yeah i'm just going to move on from from that anybody anybody who listens to the daily tech news show might recognize a format but uh but why not well nobody else was doing it same story if it works yeah fingers crossed uh (laughs) but you've got i mean you've got so as well as the app i mean people i mean fundamentally the fact that it's it's an app I guess won't matter to people. I guess what they're really interested in is is what content's going to be in it, or mm. is in it actually, because I downloaded it uh, and, and 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 subscribed last night. So that, that, that's okay. Uh, the I, I do try to put my money where my mouth is sometimes. Uh, the <laughs> no, because because the stuff's interesting. Uh, but it, there's what actually what I noticed was just what a variety of different mm. types of content there is. Because one of the, the joys of it being multimedia is there's video in there as well as, as well as text. And I think that that's, that's definitely one of those areas where you, you know, you, I guess you're, I'm sorry, I'm putting words into your mouth, but I guess you're unencumbered by the misery of dealing with YouTube uh, and also able to add extra stuff. Mm. Yeah. Um, variety is key. Oh, and we can get stuck into this now. The the, the business model um, underpins the the type of stuff that we can talk and write about. It's at the very yeah. heart of it. The it seems like a, a relatively modest change asking the audience to actually pay for content. Well, maybe it doesn't seem like that, but it's it, it fundamentally changes the way that you can go about it as a publisher um, mm. because all of a sudden. We're not dependent on ad revenue. The, the app carries no display advertising. We'll have some carefully selected partners, um, but there will be no traditional advertising. Um, and that means that we're not playing the SEO game. We're not yeah. you know, worshipping at the altar of Google and trying to satisfy their unknowable algorithm with the stuff that we're writing. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I was thinking about this earlier today, and I think it's probably not an absolute truth, but if you're reading something that you haven't paid for, there's a very good chance that it's been written for somebody other than you. It's been written for an algorithm. It's been written for an advertiser or something. So by hopefully being able to persuade an audience to pay for this stuff, mm-hmm. um, and it's, it's paying for digital online content that is has proven difficult so far getting people to pay for it, um, if, if we can persu- persuade them to do it, we don't have to write anything to try and satisfy an SEO bot. We can, and we don't have to write a certain number of articles to try and appease, you know, the the bot's wishes. We can focus purely on what the reader would like to read, mm-hmm. and that we can go as niche as we like. Um, all of a sudden, because they're paying for it, the reader puts themselves first. They become the only priority. And it means that we can write articles that others aren't writing. Um, it means that we can get really specific, really niche, really geeky. Um, it means that we don't have to slavishly stick to the news agenda and to the car launch agenda. We can just pick and choose the bits that we like because we're, we're not reliant on search traffic. Yeah. Um, and it's and bluntly, because it inherently it, it drives revenue, the business model, um, or at least it should if it's successful, it means that we can employ some of the best writers in the business. Yeah, I was about to ask you about 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 the writers because there's some there are some cracking names there. Mm. Oh, like, we're delighted about that. That's that's the big sell, really. Mm. Um, so apart from me and Mr. Frankel, we've got the likes of Henry Catchpole and Karen Chandock, who just write so insightfully about motorsport. Um, and then we've got some grandees of car journalism, people like Peter Robinson and Mel Nichols, who bring a kind of perspective that you, you don't really get anywhere else. And they can write stories that you just can't go and replicate now. Things no. like meeting Enzo Ferrari, you know, try as I might, I'm not going to manage to do that. <laughs> but Mel Nichols could do it. Um, and and that's, you know, it's great to have them on board. We've also got guys who are more active, who are still working, they're not retired, like Colin Goodwin mm-hmm. and Andrew English, who between them are just so highly regarded in the industry. Yeah, they're, they're, each, they're each a force to be reckoned with, really, aren't they? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, Goodwin is maybe the most entertaining car journalist there is in his weird, quirky way with his odd view of the world. It's brilliant. And Andrew English is maybe one of the most diligent and respected motoring writers there is today. I mean, he's brilliant. Um, and what we're trying to do is we want lots of different perspectives. We don't want, you know, people from the same background writing about the same things, driving the latest supercars really quickly. We don't want that. We want people who, you know, who are much older. We want people who are still active. We want people who are much younger. And so we are going to be uh, giving an opportunity to some new writers and some younger writers. Um, And we want people writing about industry. We want people writing about engineering. We want people writing about driving new cars, driving old cars. We want people writing about people. We want people writing about everything. We just want to cover as much ground as we realistically can, as long as it's interesting Mm -hmm. to our subscribers. So we... We always just we always want to surprise people. We don't want people to to be able to predict what's coming that week. You know, it has to 
it has to be interesting and unpredictable and that's that's what we're trying to do and you know for instance we're recording this um on tuesday evening but on wednesday um we will sorry no this morning as we're as we're recording this we posted a um a first article by david tuick who is a he's a he's a car engineer a very very senior car engineer and his his cv is incomparable i reckon he so he, he led the development of the alpine a110 all which right. I just had to mention in this podcast. Yes, well done. That's good. That's good. <laughs> yeah, I could take, I could take that off. Um, and he was uh, at the same time he was head of vehicle engineering for Renault Sport, so he's got that proper petrol head performance car background. But he's also he was um, head of engineering for Waymo, the Google self-driving mm-hmm. car project. He was, and he he led the development of the Renault Zoe, the original one, which is which was a groundbreaking EV, um, and he's he's now writing stuff for us, giving mm-hmm. real insight into the industry um, and what it takes to actually engineer and develop a new car, um, and that stuff I find fascinating, and I think yeah. our subscribers are going to like that stuff as well. Yeah, that that, that yes, yes. As a subscriber, yes, more of that kind of stuff because I absolutely adore it. Um, Great, isn't it? Um, yeah, and I, I don't know. It's one of the things I, you talk about stuff like that, it, and and I'll harp on about me for a second or two, but one of the things that amazes me about the Motoring Podcast and, and about our listeners is it doesn't matter how geeky we are. People, the stuff that we think is possibly sometimes us going a little far seems to get lapped up. Um, mm. You know, you... Uh, chats with people about uh, about you know the engineering of Harman Kardon car audio for for the Kia Stinger mm. which happened because I made a throwaway comment this time last year and and people go we really love that that was brilliant and it's like whoa okay mm. I, th- I thought that was going to be borderline but no <laughs> no. no it's, yeah, it's well- great and it's so cool that that we we all have the space to do that kind of thing. Mm. And I think we're, we're very aware that if you're going to pay five quid a month, four or five quid a month for this stuff, you love cars. You really love cars and you, you geek out over the finer details and you, you, you view the history of the automotive sector and the motorsport world with a, a kind of romance. It's romantic to you. So you, you really are into the subject matter. And so Mm. there's, you can't go too deep. No. No, I agree completely. Absolutely agree. But you mentioned there about stuff coming out weekly, but but articles are added daily, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. it's it's updated daily. Um, okay. So every day there'll be uh, one full-size article, apart from Sundays and bank holidays, um, and that'll be sort of backed up by um, smaller bite-sized pieces and um, bespoke, uh, podcast episodes specifically mm-hmm. for the the app and for uh, and video as well. Um, but the, the key thing there is the daily updates because we did a lot of research into this and what we found is that um, people now prefer daily updates rather than weekly or monthly editions it just fits their lives better mm-hmm. and it's it's what they're they're used to you know that they have a um a feed you know on facebook or on instagram or whatever and it's updated all the time they don't have to wait 30 days to yeah. receive a whole new load of content it's mm-hmm. just there all the time updating 
Um, so we're, we, we, the whole point about this app is that we've got the, the best writers telling the most interesting stories and it's the most convenient and modern delivery. We're trying to package those two things together. Great writing, really convenient delivery. Um, and, and I don't know, it's very early days, but we'll see. It is early days, but um, but yeah, it looks it looks like it's it's pretty sunny. Uh, mm. I hope, and I hope loads of other people give it a shot. So, what's I mean? How can people? We've talked about the app. How can people? How can people get it? Uh, how can they subscribe? Uh, we haven't even said how much it is actually. So, it's it's four ninety nine a month or forty nine ninety nine for the year. Um, so there's a decent discount for subscribing for the year. Everyone is offered a one-month free trial, um, so you can you can give it a go for thirty days, see if you like it. If you don't, bin us off. That's fine. Yeah. Um, and you, you'll find us easily just by searching the Intercooler on the app stores, mm-hmm. or you can go to theintercooler.co.uk. Um, there's a download button on there which will take you straight to the app store. So it's so simple, um, and cool. you. We're not asking for any credit card details. That's all through the app stores. So, you know, we're trustworthy, I think. Yes. <laughs> They're as trustworthy as the app store you get it from. So yeah, I did, well, I just... well that, okay, so maybe not so much. <laughs> no, but Google Play Store, definitely the Amazon. Uh, mm. Not the Amazon, pardon me. Definitely the Apple App Store. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, and it, it was literally two clicks to set up, which was alarmingly easy. Oh, it's so easy. That's the really key thing, just making it straightforward, yeah. No, it's fantastic. Uh, if people want to know what you're on, because you're still around on on the social medias uh, as well, obviously. Yeah. So, what's the best way for people to to get in to follow so, along there and get updates and just keep yeah. in touch? I guess we're on Twitter at underscore the Intercooler, but our main account, our main platform, and it has been for three years almost, is Instagram at the Intercooler on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, that's our home. Well, I suppose the app is now our home, isn't it? But for the best part of three years we've been building an audience over on instagram um and doing some fun stuff with it basically doing good quality car journalism on instagram which is not what it's built for um no but but it it seems to work yeah i just wanted to say because it's the articles of maybe 400 words spread across but spread across a number of images on instagram and with Mm. really nice photos and of course good quality words to go along and it shouldn't have worked. It really, it shouldn't have worked, but it, it really did. It worked, worked really nicely. Um, and, you know, such a cool and different, different idea. Yeah. I mean, I'm in two minds about whether or not it worked. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> because... it, it always looks like it was an awful lot of work to get it looking that nice. Cause you had to cut everything into little chunks and make 10 yeah, separate yeah. images. Uh, it must've been loads of work. That's what I mean. Um, it's, yeah, quite a lot of work, and the Instagram thing has never paid, obviously, no. and we, we knew it never would. But what we were doing is using Instagram to build an audience and incubate a brand. Mm-hmm. Um, and we always hoped that at some point we'd be given an opportunity to take it to the next step. And that is what's happened. Someone's very generously come in with some backing and mm-hmm. helped us turn it into a proper business. Um, and... Yeah, so in that sense, it worked. It did work. Um, what I suspect or what I really do think is true is that Instagram just doesn't like our format um, because it it can't search text that's in the images. It can only mm-hmm. search text that's in the caption. 
Um, and I think if we'd played the Instagram game a bit more of just pretty pictures with a short caption, yeah. we'd have built a bigger audience more quickly. However, we always knew that we wanted to turn it into a, a proper product at some point. And mm -hmm. we, from day one, people considered us a digital magazine of some sort. It just happened yeah. to live on Instagram. We were never an Instagram account. Um, and that's been key, I think, in people taking us seriously when we've come along and said, okay, we are now a proper magazine. We exist over here as an app. Come along and give us your money. Yeah. Um, and I don't think we'd have, I'm going to use the word pivoted. I don't think we'd have pivoted from a normal, a typical Instagram account to an app um, particularly easily. But I'm hoping that because of the the way that we used Instagram, because it felt more like a digital magazine, mm -hmm. it will switching over to an app will feel more natural for people. Yeah, yeah. No, it, it does because because before where you're sort of flicking across, you know, mm. swiping swiping left to, to change to change pages and stuff, it just it did. I, I completely get what you're saying. Uh completely mm. agree. Yeah. Mm. So it seems to be pretty it, it is a smooth it's an it's an obvious progression really to me. Yeah. Right? There you go. That's that's the phrase. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll give you, you I'll give you that one for free. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well that's gonna be on <laughs> The Intercooler app later on. <laughs> You'll see it splashed over our website. I would be absolutely flattered. I really would be. <laughs> no, uh, Dan, seriously, it's been fantastic having you on. Thank you so much, as I said at the start, for, for giving us... Uh, for for giving up some of your time this afternoon. Um, because I'm sure that there's loads and loads of people uh, trying to trying to get hold of you and trying to, trying to give... Trying to get some of your time and find out a bit more. Well, I, I've been I've been busy. There's, there's been lots to do, but uh, no, it's been good fun. Thank you for having me on. I really appreciate it, and I hope I didn't bore your audience too much. As I said, as I said before we started recording, they listen to Andrew and I every week. I I, <laughs> I promise, I promise they have a really high threshold for this kind of thing. I mean, SMMT registration figures, and they just lap it up. It's it's unbelievable. <laughs> Okay, I th maybe I think they can I, tolerate a bit of me then. Actually, I think I'm the only person who enjoys the SMMT registration figures, but so we'll just <laughs> gloss over that and it'll be fine. Sure. Uh, everyone, uh, don't forget between now and next time, you can give us any feedback. Share your thoughts of the show at Motoring Podcast on Twitter and Instagram, on Facebook, and on the contact page of motoringpodcast.com, the hub of all our activities. Please don't forget to leave a review and rating on Apple Podcasts or however your podcast app lets you do such a thing. It really does matter. Uh, to get in touch with me, it's best to use Twitter, where I'm at AJP Bradley. That's B-R-A-D-L-E-Y. Uh, to get in touch with Andrew, of course, who's not here, then search for Crack Windscreen on Twitter. Uh, and we'll be back before very long. But until then, I've been Alan Bradley, and safe motoring. <laughs>